might as well is an audio gallery that showcases the rejection of the binary frailties of good and evil in favor of truth told via comically allegorical jeremiads. In other words, Hasehamaumo. as I'm living this beautiful life, having this beautiful body that you guys compliment and everything, you guys fail to understand that it takes a lot for me to actually maintain this lifestyle. It does take a lot and y'all are just not grateful. You guys always have things to say. Like that bitch who said, Wooty, I'm disabled. I'm like... <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? The fuck are you talking about? Welcome to Might As Well. Bitch, buckle up. This is not NPR. So without further ado, the great Maui Ma. Hello. My name is Maui Mao, and trauma is my game. Bruv, my whole life is traumatic. <laughs> Bruv, I don't know what to tell you. Okay? My whole life is traumatic everywhere you look. Right? You'll find something traumatic. Go through the fucking pages of my life story. Fuck the Bible. Read my book. Go through the fucking pages of my life story, bruv. And what you are going to find in them bitches is trauma. Right? Bruv, hey. My dad died when I was two years old. <laughs> bruv, hey. When I was two. And my dad was what? 19? 20? Right? My dad died when I was two years old! Two! Right? And he was 19 or some shit. Bruv, hey! Kids have kids where I'm from. I don't know about Drake. Right? Because evidently, girls love girls where he's from. But kids have kids where I'm from. Kids have kids where I'm from, oh, yeah, yeah. Kids have kids where I'm from, right? Kids have kids where I'm from, right? Hey, bro, kids have kids where I'm from, my nigga. Oh, by the way, my name is Astra. My name is Dashiki. That's Swahili for doggy style. Ooh, that's pretty. Those are my kids. Hello, everybody. Now, children, what do you say when you meet a nice man? Are you my daddy? Hmm? They don't know where their father is. They must go and look for that big nose where he is. They must not say for me, I, I sold them out. That's just me though. Me do 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 do, right? That's just me though. I don't know about you. <laughs> okay, bruv? But kids have kids where I'm from. Right? Kids have toys where you from. Kids play with bricks where I'm from. Okay, bruv? Kids have swords where you from. Kids have sticks where I'm from. All fucking facts. That's all I'm saying, bruv. 
Kids play Call of Duty. Where you from? Kids. Where I'm from. Slingshots where I'm from. We be out there chilling in the fucking bushes making kites where I'm from. Kids have kids where I'm from. My mother had me when she was 17 years old. Kids have kids. That's all I'm saying. I don't know about you. I'm just fucking. Yo, I'm just sharing my story. It's about me. Fuck what you went through. Oh, oh, I had Nintendo. Fuck your fucking Game Boy, my nigga. Kids have kids where I'm from. Niggas don't play fucking video games where I'm from. Niggas fuck where I'm from. Legit. All fucking facts, bruv. But I fucking digress. I digress. The point is, my life is traumatic, bruv. Do you know how many people I've lost? Bruv, yo, I've lost so many people that I've lost count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Bruh, yo, theorem of Pythagoras, that shit. My people can't get ahead. It taught us fame and bread. None of this is real, nigga. It's all in your head. It's all simulated. None of this is real, nigga. Our fathers died, our leaders lied, our mothers cried, nigga, nothing was the same. None of this is real, it's all a game. We some black ass kids, nigga. We some black ass kids, nigga. We some black ass kids, nigga. They love our culture, but they hate our flash. All they see is bags, nigga, when they see us, they don't see people, they just see hella cash. So stand with your people, don't be Stacy Dash, nigga. Black ass kids, nigga. We some black ass kids, we some black ass kids, we some black ass kids, nigga. I've lost a lot of people. I've lost a lot of people I love. Right? I mean, bruv, a few weeks ago, I buried my grandmother. Rest in peace. Right? I buried my grandmother, bruv. Rest in peace to Nessie Mao. Right? It's all a look. Bruv, my life is shrouded. In tragedy. <laughs> My life is shrouded in trauma. <laughs> right? Look at my fucking docket. Right? Peep my fucking resume. Go through my fucking rap sheet. All you are gonna find is just traumatic event after traumatic event. Right? And fam, yo, surely. Right, surely I should be fucked up in the head. Because the math says if you lose a lot of people, right, you are bound to be depressed. Right? You are bound to have anxiety. Right? Bruv, I should be scared. 
I shouldn't be out here living my life. I should be. Your brother should be in bed. Right? Shivering. In your sober joke. In your sober party. Right? I should be out here. Living my life in fear. Living my life like it's copper. But bruv, that's not the case though, right? That's not the case. The math says, hey, Maui, you have lost a lot of people you love. Maui, yo, you've been burying motherfuckers. Maui, Maui, you should have crippling depression, Maui. Maui, Maui, you should be suicidal, Maui. That's what the math says. The math says I should be fucked up in the head. But, bruv, hey, I'm not, though. I'm not. Right? Bruv, yo, I'm out here having fun. I'm out here enjoying my life. I'm out here loving my wife. Bruv, yo, hey, I'm not fucked up in the head, though. I'm happy. Right? I go through every day with with overwhelming excitement. That's just me though. Me though do 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 right? That's just that's just me though. Because evidently you niggas huh you niggas got problems. Right? Bruv, I've lost a lot of people I love, but fam, I'm out here having a fucking ball. But that's just me though! Me though, 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 though. Because you niggas, you niggas are pussy, bruv. Right? Let's just get straight to the fucking brass tacks. You motherfuckers, nah, you niggas are losers. You motherfuckers are simps. Bruv, yo, Pete Davidson. <laughs> bruv, hey, Pete Davidson is reportedly. In trauma therapy because Kanye West is bullying him on social media. Bruv, wait, what, what, what? Huh? Bruv, fam, hey, I've lost a lot of people. Okay, bruv, I went through my life without my father. Right? Now, bruv, hey, what? Why am I not in, in trauma therapy? And why the fuck is Pete Davidson in trauma therapy because he's being bullied by Kanye West? I was drugged the fuck out, bro. I was drugged out. I was on opioids. Two days after I got off of opioids, and I was addicted to opioids, two days I got off of opioids, I'm, I'm in the hospital, right? I'm taking two, hey, everyone listen to this, please. Two days before I was in the hospital, I was on opioids. I was addicted to opioids. I had plastic surgery because I was trying to look good for y'all. I got liposuction because I didn't want y'all to call me fat like y'all called Rob at the wedding and made him fly home before me and Kim got married. I didn't want y'all to call me fat, so I got liposuction, right? And they gave me opioids, right? And I started taking two of them and then driving to work on the opioids, right? Then my boy, and I'd always ask my boy, uh, you know, to, to hand me if it's, uh, you know, we on tour, give me some weed, blah, blah, blah. So he had to go give me the opioids. 
and there was talks amongst my camp, like Ye's popping, Ye's popping pills, right? So when he handed to me, this to me, he said, you know this is used to kill genius, right? So I didn't take it. Two days later, I'm in a hospital. I was taking two pills a day at that time. When I left the hospital, how many pills you think I was given? Seven. I went from taking two pills to taking seven. So the reason why I denounced, why I dropped those tweets and everything, because I was drugged the fuck out, bro. And I'm not drugged out. This, these pills that they want me to take three of a day, I take one a week, maybe, two a week. Y'all had me scared of myself, of my vision. So I took some pills so I wouldn't go to the hospital and prove everyone right. We are drugged out. We are following other people's opinions. We are controlled by the media. And today it all changes. Bruv, imagine being in trauma therapy because the guy who made stronger is bullying you on social media. Bruv, imagine talking to your therapist like, oh my God, he's so mean to me. Like, he's so fucking mean. He doesn't want me to fuck his wife. I want to fuck his wife. I want to fuck his wife. I mean, bruv, all of these niggas, all of these guys. I'm sorry for saying nigga, I'm a white guy. All of these guys. All of these guys want to fuck her. Right? And I got her. I'm living their dreams. I got to have fun. I want to fuck his wife. And he doesn't want me to fuck his wife. Even though I told him that, hey, bruv, I'm in bed fucking your wife. Right? He's so big to be. Kanye, please, please, please let me fuck your wife in peace. Please let me father your kids in peace. I have your kids' initials tattooed on my neck. Fuck. I want to be a father. I have dreams. I have dreams of one day being a dad. Kanye, please let me be a dad to your kids. I get it. They already have a father. Right? But I can be their father. You know what? I'm going to kill myself. Kanye, cool. Are you happy now? I'm going to kill myself and I'll be their father who art in heaven. God damn it. Hello be thy name. Oh my God. Thy kingdom. Oh my God. Thy kingdom come. Big dick energy. Thy kingdom come. Right? <laughs> Bro, hey. Imagine, imagine being in trauma therapy because the guy who made 808s and heartbreak is being mean to you on Instagram. The guy, the guy whom, by the way, you told, right, that you are in bed with his wife. You said that to Kanye. Hey, hey, Pete. Hey, 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 Zwart Pete. Listen, hey, you said to Kanye West, Kanye, I'm in bed with your wife. Kanye asked you, right? Albeit a bit, you know, a bit hostile, right? His fucking energy was, was shrouded in hostility, right? He asked you, hey, yo, Pete. 
Where the fuck are you at? And you replied, hey, I'm in bed with your wife. That's what you said. Right? That's what you said, bruv. Listen. Had you said some shit like that to a nigga like me? To a nigga like me? You'd be dead. Right? And, and obviously... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously. Oh, of course. Yeah. Obviously. I'd be in prison. Okay, bruv? You told Kanye that you are in bed with his wife. Bruv, listen. Yamatotai Pele, boy. Yamatotai Pele, boy. You don't say some shit like that to another man and expect him to just, you know, to just be cool with it. To just, you know, let it go. To just be, hey, you know what? Life is life. You can't just expect Kanye to chalk all of that shit up till you know, shit happens. <laughs> right? Hey. Hey. Hey, Zwart. Hey. Hey, Zwart. Hey. Hey, Zwart, Pete. Bruv. You are the definition of a pussy. Okay? You are the embodiment of the word simp. Right? You are simping, my nigga. You ain't pimping, you simping. La barba dimboba berega. Just add something. Just add value. All of these other fucking bozos be out here fucking worshipping you. Oh my god, Pete Davidson fucked Ariana Grande. He fucked Kim Kardashian and Cassie David. Oh my god. He's different. He's an animal. He's a stick man. Niggas be out here worshipping you. Kissing your fucking feet. Other simps are simping on your simping. Right? Ain't that? Hey. Into the bitch. Huh? Niggas are simping for your simping, bruh. Hey, you got simps simping for your simping. Ain't that a bitch? Huh? It's a bitch and a half. Right? That's what it is. Right? Hey, it's a bitch and a half. Bruv, you tattooed Kim Kardashian. On your fucking... Bruh, hey. Y'all were dating for two days. When you tattooed Kim Kardashian on your fucking... Huh? Bruh, hey. You tattooed Kim... Hey, bruh. You niggas were dating for a week. You niggas were dating for what? 15 minutes? Bruh, you tattooed this woman on your body. <laughs> bruh, you were dating... For two seconds! Bruh, you a simp! Bruh, Pete Davidson is a fucking simp. Okay, bruv? Fam, hey, trauma therapy? Bruv, trauma therapy? Why? Because what, you, you lost your dad? Huh? You lost your dad on 9-11? Oh, Osama Bin Laden killed my father! Boo fucking who? Boo fucking who I got Osama Bruh Hey Osama 
killed your dad. Be happy. Be grateful. <laughs> right? Your father got killed by a legend. And evidently, right? You, you are fucking traumatized by another legend. I mean, come on, bruv. Come on, bruv. Yo, what's up with the fucking Davisons, bruv? Huh? Hey, Pete. Pete, mend the fuck up like your dad. Mend the fuck up, bruv. Hey, you are going to trauma therapy. Why? Because you lost your dad, bruv. I lost my dad when I was two. At least you got to know your dad, my nigga. You got to play catch with your dad, my nigga, at least. At least. Right? At least. At least. <laughs> Bruv, hey, I've lost a lot of people. I've lost a lot of motherfuckers. Oh, I gotta go to trauma therapy because the combination of, of just losing my dad, right? And Kanye being mean to me is just, it's just, it's just too much. I gotta handle it. I'm overwhelmed. With, with all of these emotions, I don't know what to do with them. I don't know what to do with them, bruv. Hey, buy a diary. How about that man the fuck up, bruv? Buy a diary, bruv. You niggas, you niggas, bruv, what the fuck? What happened to man, bruv? What happened to man? Trauma therapy? Bruh, hey, what? Bruh, hey, I should be going to trauma therapy. Right? Because, bruv, yo, if one was to look at my life story, they'd be like, bruh, they'd be like, hey, Maui, how the fuck are you still alive? Right? If niggas were to go through my fucking bruh, hey, how the fuck am I still alive? Bruv, having gone through what I went through, how the fuck am I still alive? Bruv, yo, why am I so happy? Having gone through what I went through, why am I so happy? Why am I such a good person? Why do I care about others? Why do I give a fuck? Why am I so funny? Why am I always laughing? Huh? I mean, you know, the funny makes sense because, you know, Right? Comedy is created by tragedy. Like, tragedy gives birth to comedy. That's how it works. Right? But you get my point, though. You feel me? Right? Tragedy begets comedy. That's just how it works. Right? You get my point, though, right? Right? You, you understand my fucking... Right? You, you get me though right you understand the fucking gist of it though right huh bruv hey what's up with that yo bruv yo we need to start questioning this fucking big dick energy we gotta question bde so how's uh how's your year going good i've had a i've had a really weird year uh I had an AIDS scare this year. Yeah, I did. And you're like, Pete, wow, what's going on in your life? Are you uh, sharing needles? Are you doing heroin? Are you having tons of unprotected sex? 
No, Kanye told me I had AIDS. And, uh, and he's, uh, he's a genius. So I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, I better call my doctor. The guy who made college dropout thinks I have AIDS. So I went to the doctor. I actually got checked because I was like, maybe he's right. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't know. So my doctor told me, I don't have AIDS. I just look like I have it. So it's a completely different thing. You know what's really funny about that? AIDS is just such an old school like thing. Like, you have AIDS. It's like it's just such a 90s, early 2000s thing to like, you know what I mean? John Mulaney called me and he's like, AIDS, you should spread a rumor that he has polio. <laughs> Does anybody else secretly hope that like Kanye pulls like a Mrs. Doubtfire? I come home one day and they're like, this is the new housekeeper. And he's like, what's up, bam? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, been, it's, it's a really weird thing to go through. Like, uh, there's, because, you know, people try to give you advice, but even friends that are, like, older, they're like, I, I don't know. <laughs> he's like, it looks pretty bad, bro. I hope. <laughs> Good luck. Sorry. Here if you need. But, like, no advice. No one was like, this is what you do. Everyone was like, oh, yeah. You staying with your mom? You in a safe spot? But, but people ask me weird questions. So it's, that's the only thing I don't like. They ask you weird stuff. Like the other day, somebody came up to me and was like, I, I heard uh, you're friends with Jack Harlow. And I, I am. He's a very great, talented rapper. He's a cool dude. Nice guy. So we're pals, right? And... Uh, Kanye put him on his on his new album. Uh, even you know, even though I've been friends with him for like two, three years, you know, he did it anyway. And people come up to me and they're like, "How does that make you feel? Does that bother you? Does that get under your skin?" And I'm like, "No, he's a rapper. That's his field. That's that's what they do. That doesn't hurt my feelings. It would hurt my feelings if I saw like Bill Burr at Sunday service." Yeah, I don't get it. A lot, a lot of people are very angry at me. There's like, it's always 50-50 when I go outside. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's always 50-50. Either someone's just like, hey, man, you're really cool. That's, that's great. Or someone's like, hey, yo, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> yeah, you. I always am like, can't be me. All of that big dick energy is suspect, my nigga. It's fucking sus. That's all I'm saying. Bruv, yo, Pete Davidson is in trauma therapy because of Kanye West. The guy who made Yay. I mean, what? The guy who made Jesus. The guy who made Gold Digger. The guy who made my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Bruv, hey, Pete Davidson is in trauma therapy because Kanye West is bullying him. <laughs> the guy who made Yeezys. 
right? A fucking shoe designer. Has Pete Davidson, Mr. Big Dick Energy, in trauma therapy. I, I mean, bro, wait, what? Huh? I mean, fam, balance me, bro. Balance me. Where it is, where it is, Kanye West's negative antics have triggered Pete Davidson, bruh. Mr. BDE is triggered. Mr. Mr. Stickman is triggered. Bruh, imagine, imagine me, right, as a 30-year-old man. Talking about how triggered I am. Like, what? Br- bruh. Imagine, bruh, yo, yo, what? The Y chromosome is legit dying. Because imagine, imagine me. Right? Uh, f- bruh, imagine, bruh. What? Pete Davis, yo, Pete Davidson is triggered by Kanye West, bruh. Imagine me. Uh, what? I'm a, I'm a man though. Right, bruh. Hey, I'm a man though. The Y chromosome is dying, but you know the Y chromosome is technically useless because everything happens on the X chromosome, but that's neither here nor there. The point is, I'm a man though. Right? Hey, bruv, bruv, did I miss something? Fam, hey, I'm, hey, I'm sorry. Uh, bruh, hey, yo, I'm just confused. Okay, bruv? I'm fucking confused. What happened to man? Bruh, imagine, imagine this, right? Imagine this. You are hooking up with the girl that all of these other niggas want. Right? You got the girl. Look at that big ass. Look at that big juicy booty. This Latina. The girl with the famous family and the famous ass. Is out here farting in your sheets. She's farting in your bed. Taking a shit in your fucking toilet. You got the girl. The girl that all of these niggas want. You got the girl. You are 28 years old. And you got the girl. The girl is 40 though. So you got the granny. Right? You got the fucking geriatric. Farting in your bed. Hey, bruv, imagine, imagine you got the fucking geriatric that everybody wants one, except for me, of course. Right? You got the fucking bitch, you got the daddy that all of these other fucking niggas want. You got the girl that all of your fucking peers want. Right? And, and you are out here like what? Worrying about. About her crazy ex-husband? You are out here getting triggered by her crazy ex-husband who said slavery was a choice? You are worried 
by her crazy ex-husband. Who's out here? Who's out here? Oh, all maggot out. Right? Who's out here wilding? All maggot out. Who's going back and forth with Adidas, yo? Yo, I can't believe this. Adidas copied Adidas. Bro, it happens. Shit happens. Adidas copied my shit, but my shit is Adidas. So Adidas copied me, meaning they copied Adidas. It's a mind fuck. That guy has you triggered. I mean, I mean, bro. Hey, hey. You got the pensioner in your bed. Bruv, hey, her fucking bones are aching in your bed. Her back is sore in your bed. Bruv, hey fam, did I miss something? Did I miss something, bruv? Kim Kardashian no sasa. Let's just keep it a buck. Right? Like, bro, yo, what the fuck? Dude, hey, Kim Kardashian is 40 plus. <laughs> Pete Davidson is 28 years old. Bruh, hey, Sasa. Right? Kim, oh, hola, Sasa, dish what it dish. But Pete, Pete got Kim. Right? Well, well, you know, he had Kim because, you know, they've since broken up and it's a whole thing. It's a fucking shit show. It's real, dog. This is the Illuminati, dog. The Illuminati took my wife. What? <laughs> Nigga. The Illuminati. And they think... These people's lives are a fucking disaster. It's a shit show. Okay, bruv? This story is everywhere. The fact that Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian are no longer is everywhere. Motherfuckers are out there creating memes. Niggas are out there talking about how Skeet Davison done fucked up because, you know, Kanye West took his talents to Instagram as he does all the fucking time. And he posted a fake New York Times newspaper, you know, to celebrate the fact that Pete Davison and Kim Kardashian are no longer. He posted this fucking image, right, of this fucking newspaper with the following headline. And I quote, Skeet Davison dead at 28. End quote. I mean, bruv, hey, Kanye is petty, right? He's petty as fuck. However, you niggas, yo, listen, hey, let's just, let's just agree on one thing, right? He's petty, yeah, but also, he's crazy though, right? Right? Let's just, let's shake on that. Let's agree to agree on that. You feel me, bruv? Hey, he's petty. Yeah. Right? And I love it. Yeah. However, he's a lunatic, though, right? Right? Bruv, this fucking headline was accompanied by the following sentence. And I quote, Kid Cudi meant to play funeral, but fearful of bottle throwers. End quote. Hey, he's petty. The man is petty. I gotta give it up to him. He's petty as fuck. However, he's a lunatic though, right? He's a fucking, hey, he's a villain though, right? So, bruv, hey, I get it a little bit. I get it. I understand why Skeet Davidson is in trauma therapy. I get it. 
Kanye is a lunatic. Right? And crazy people don't know when to stop. They just keep going. Right? Even when a person is a fucking cadaver, they just keep going. Even when your consciousness has left your body, they just keep going. They just keep on pounding your fucking face. They, bruh, hey, when they go for the kill, they go for the kill even when you are killed. Right? Even when you are dead. Niggas like, nah, this motherfucker gotta die. Right? Crazy people don't know when to stop, bruv. Legit. They don't know when to stop. He's a crazy person. Do I love it? Yeah. Of course I do. I fucking love it. I love the fact that Kanye triggers Pete Davidson. There's something funny about that. But also, also, that shit right there exposes niggas for who they are. Right? Getting pushed around on social media or in reality exposes who you really are. Some of you niggas are bitches. Right? And Pete Davidson evidently, right, he's a fucking bitch. Bruh, hey, we've been dealing with lunatics like Kanye West. We've been dealing with bullies. Right? We did it. And we came out on the other end unscathed. Right? We dealt with bullies. Right? We dealt with lunatics. And here we are. We never fucking... Yo, bruv, me and mines, me and my dogs, we never backed down. We never folded. Right? We kept on living. And now, of course, you know, we are icons living. God damn. Right? Will Smith, shut the f- shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Your son is rapping. Shut shut the fuck up. Okay, bro. I mean, bro, yo, listen. Pete Davidson is a bitch. Right? He's fucking big dick energy. Only works on chicks. That shit don't work on niggas. Right? Well, it makes it make sense, right? That it doesn't work on niggas, but you know it does work on some niggas. Rasmusim, Hali, Lasizwe, South Africa only has three gay dudes. You know, everybody else is in the closet. Everybody else is, you know, a member of a fucking hockey club. You know, so fun and games, right? Oh my God, like yeah, I'm a member of a cartel. You know, meanwhile, the fucking cartel has never killed anybody. Right? You niggas are members of a fucking pussy cartel. Be a gangbanger. Death to all Crips and Bloods. Death to all GDs and BDs. May they all die like King Von. May they all die like Drakeo the Ruler. May they all die like Nipsey Hussle in vain. Now go show what we got. Broward Sheriff's deputies arrest a man who they say has more pussy than he can handle. I'm Kathleen Corsa with that story coming up on Channel 6 Action News. And by pussy, I mean literal pussy. Vagina. Niggas are members of vagina cartels. Imagine that. Imagine that. Where the fuck, bruv? Hey, where the fuck are the bodies? 
And by bodies, I ain't talking about 19-year-olds. No, I'm talking about literal dead bodies. I want to see dead people. All fucking facts. Niggas be out there going, oh, yo, you're my dick. Yo, my dick got a lot of bodies, bruh. Number one, that's gay. Don't be out here telling me about your fucking bodies. Oh, my body count is insane. I don't give a fuck, nigga. I'm a man. Be a fucking man. What happened to man? God damn it. Niggas ain't. Yo, trauma therapy? Trauma therapy, really? You niggas ain't trauma therapy? Disgusting, bruv. But I fucking digress. Right? Niggas be out there. Right, joining fucking cartels. Oh, oh yeah, I'm now, I'm now a member of the presidential cartel. What the fuck are y'all niggas talking about? I recently saw a video of some old man, right? That nigga, bro, let's just keep it about. That nigga is as old as my granddad. And this fucking guy was out here celebrating a purchase on Instagram. He was out here celebrating a car that he copped, a Ferrari that he copped on Instagram. Imagine being 60 years old. Okay, bro? Hey, hey, imagine being a 60-year-old man celebrating a car on Instagram. Imagine... Imagine being a 70-year-old man celebrating a purchase. I don't care how big the purchase is. On Instagram. Bruv, the OGs hide it. You flaunt a fake patak. Bruv, hey, my nigga, ployelessness once said, the OGs hide it. You youngins, yo, you dumb fucks be out here flaunting a fake pateks, bruv. Hey, hey, it gets, it gets silly when the OGs are the people who are supposed to be the OGs are out here behaving like the youngins who are out here flaunting their shit. It gets, it gets, yo, I'm confused. It gets confusing. Bruv, yo, it gets, it get. I'm lost in the sauce. Old niggas are now acting like young niggas. I'm, whoa, what? This old nigga was celebrating a Ferrari on Instagram. Talking about, yeah, I wanna, I wanna pass the fucking baton, you know. He didn't say baton, you know, he said batin, right? South Africa, you know. <laughs> right? It's time for me to pass on the button to the next guy. I'm done now. My mission is complete. I was like, bro, wait. You bought a Ferrari and your mission in life, like your, your fucking objective in life is complete. Like you are done. This is it. Full stop. This is it. Like this one moment encapsulates your entire fucking existence. This is it. Huh? This is it? This, like, bro, hey, this is, uh, bro, this is what you are here for? Material possessions? You, bro, you are here for a Ferrari? Your life is nothing. You serve zero purpose. 
you should kill yourself now and give somebody else a piece of that oxygen and, and ozone layer that's covered up so that we can breathe inside this blue trap bubble. Because what are you here for? To worship me? Kill yourself. I mean that with 100%, with 1,000%. I've committed suicide. <sighs> I've committed suicide twice because of your people's fucking- Sir! Hey, sir! Hey, what man? Hey! Your life sucks! Bruv, what? You are here for Ferrari. That's it. That's all. That's all you are here for. Right? That's what you were born for. To drive a Ferrari. That's it. I'm done. It's time for me to pass on the button to the next person. Bruh. Hey, imagine, imagine being a sperm. Right? Imagine being a tiny sperm. One sperm amongst a hundred million. Imagine you and the other sperm battling it out. Right? Right, trying to fucking penetrate the egg. You niggas are out there fighting. Ah, ah, fuck out of here, nigga. Oh. Right, you ain't shit, nigga. You know? Imagine, imagine you pushing all the other sperm out the fucking way. Trying to get to the front. You gotta get the egg. Right? Imagine making it to the front and then, you know, penetrating the egg. It's a miracle. Right, you know, hey, you know, it's a miracle. Imagine, you know, miracle. Right? Imagine, you, bro, penetrating the egg. Right? Only to become a human being whose sole objective in life is to drive a Ferrari. I, I mean... I mean, this is hell. Right? Fam, yo, the odds that any of us are here today are fucking insane. Right? They're insanely tiny. Like, bruh, yo, the math, the math that triggered our existence is 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 it's just mind boggling so many things are tied to us being here so many things had to happen in order for us to be here now bruv imagine being here only to drive a ferrari that shit right there is sad I feel bad for that timer. Get timer, man. You know? Get father. <laughs> hey, I feel bad for him. Because his main objective in life, of which he achieved it, right, was to drive a Ferrari. Now, bruv, don't get me wrong. Who the fuck am I to tell other people how to dream? Who the fuck am I? Who the fuck am I to dictate? The fucking extension or, or the fucking, the reaches of other people's ambitions. Who the fuck am I? Right? Who the fuck am I? 
I'm just a guy, just like them. However, however, I know one thing, bruv. I know that being here just to own material shit is insane. Imagine chalking up your entire existence <laughs> to being a Ferrari driver. Imagine, Im bruh, yo, imagine saying, yo, I'm done. This is it for me, bruv. This is it. Right? This is my life. I'm done. I've achieved all that I wanted to achieve. Right? Because of a Ferrari spider. That's sad. And the same goes for any other material possessions. Same goes for a house. The same goes for a plane. A helicopter. The same goes for clothes. Technology. Okay, here's a $10 bill. This is garbage. You people in South Africa, you have your rand, right? That's going to zero. Euros are going to zero. The yen's going to zero. The Chinese currency is going to zero. It's all going to zero against Bitcoin. It's all going to fucking zero. And then you buy the dip. It's all going to zero. A microsecond. Boom. Like that. And then you buy the dip. My boy Clay had faith in you. You said Asia was max bidding. <laughs> call Kyle and call the devs and do something. All right. I, I don't know what to say. Call the devs and do something. Another cryptocurrency that's going to be just as large as Bitcoin someday. Call the devs and do something. Fuck Elon! Fuck Elon! Call the devs and do something. Three Bitcoin. <laughs> And of course, the same goes for money. Bruv, I believe that we need to define our lives or existence by the things that we cannot buy. These are all fucking facts. Right? If one was to say, I'm done. I've achieved all that I wanted to achieve. I mean, look at my family. Look at my kids. Look at my wife. Look at my grandkids. I'm good. If that man would have said that, I would have saluted him and I would have congratulated him for his new Ferrari. If he would have said, I've achieved all that I've achieved, my family's incredible, I'm happy, I'm loved, and I love them. And I'm now going to reward myself with this car that I've always wanted to buy. But, you know, I couldn't up until today, you know, up until now. I would have saluted him. I would have said, you deserve it. Knock yourself out. But he didn't say that. He said, yo, this car. This car right here is why I was born. That's sad. 
That's fucking sad, bruv. Yo, a few days ago, niggas were debating about, you know, Tabumbeki, Nelson Mandela, what happened during apartheid. You know, is South Africa a business? Was South Africa sold? Um, the truth is, every country is a business. That's the fucking truth. Right? And whatever Nelson Mandela agreed to, he agreed to because he had no choice but to agree to it. You feel me, bruv? Because all capital is international capital. Right? There's a clip I'm going to play right now. And I want you guys to listen to this man as he breaks down, you know, where South Africa fucked up and all that. And and after that, I want us to, to break down that clip. Or oh, I'll break down that clip. Listen to this shit. 1992, the ANC surrendered the economic independence of this country. It agreed to repay the $25 million worth of apartheid-era foreign debt and to accept the controls of the World Bank and the IMF. Exchange controls were abolished so that wealthy whites and corporations could take their capital overseas. Incredibly, Anglo-American and its treasure were allowed to flee to London. Just call me a Thatcherite, said Thabo Mbeki at a press conference, to announce an economic strategy known by its acronym GEAR. It was the same doctrine that had devastated emerging nations all over the world. There was one major difference. A gravy train for the few called BEE, Black Economic Empowerment. Thereafter, the liberal elite, not the far right, but the liberal elite, politicians, business people, academics, journalists, white and black, drank the Kool-Aid of corporate speak. Harvard MBAs were quoted adoringly. ANC ministers were invited to the top table at the G8 meetings in Davos, where they were flattered with nonsense about their macroeconomic achievements. It was as if the rest of South Africa didn't exist, or they were ashamed that their country was mostly in the third world, and that millions had nowhere to wash or shit. George Soros put it rather more bluntly, bluntly, South Africa, he said, is now in the hands of international capital. Jesus fucking Christ. How dumb is that nigga? Hmm? He's a dumb fuck. As a matter of fact, all of you niggas on social media who are here calling Tabumbeki and Nelson Mandela sellouts. All of you niggas are dumb fucks. Because your statements prove that you guys don't know, nor do you guys understand how the world works. Bruv, all capital is international capital. 
Bruv, economic independence doesn't exist. Okay, bruv? It doesn't exist. The dollar is at the center of global trade. I repeat, you fucking dumb fucks. The dollar is at the center of global trade. So regardless of how independent your economy is, you can't do anything on a global scale without going through the United States dollar. That's how the world works. That's how the world fucking works. I don't make the rules. You don't make the rules. Nobody in Africa makes the rules. But the rules have been made. Our destinies have been decided. Bruv, everything is planned. Why? Yo, why you niggas debating? Cut the fucking debates. The facts are right there. What's up, dog? What's up? I don't know, you just sound like you got a lot of information and knowledge. Uh, I got a few things. I can tell you this. Everything that's going on both politically, globally, is all planned. Thank you, bro. I appreciate it. Have a good one, dude. Right, Thank you. Cut all of these fucking conspiracy theories. We don't need any more conspiracy theories. There's nothing to try to figure out. All of the fucking information is in the palm of your fucking hands. Everything is right there. Everything is in the open. We have seen all of the deeper, darker criminal links. Everything has been exposed. There's nothing to try to figure out. It's over. It's over. Apartheid was horrible. And yeah, the fucking ANC is out here fumbling the ball. We get it. We are living through it. We are witnessing it. Right? The downfall of the African National Congress is inevitable, right? There's nothing to try to figure out. SIBC is ready. SIBC is ready. Don't treat us like you are making us a favor. You are the biggest political party. We are contesting elections here. Don't treat us like we are orphans. We might be facing problems, but we will come back. No problem, SABC. Please. Please. No, we are not orphans. All of these niggas have stabbed each other in the back. All of these ANC motherfuckers have blackmailed each other. All of these ANC motherfuckers have killed each other or attempted to kill each other. Bruv, hey, it's right there. There's no deeper, darker criminal link. We know the world order. Why the fuck are you niggas shocked? Why? Oh, Oh, South Africa is now in the hands of international capital. Every country, every country moves at the behest of international capital. Every leader moves at the behest of international capital because that's how the world works. You can't do anything on this here planet without dealing with America.
Well, you can try, right? You can try. You can try to do your own thing. However, you know, you are going to be Cuba. You are going to be Russia. Right? You are going to be Zimbabwe. You can try. Right? Try to do your own thing without the dollar. And you will be North Korea in the blink of an eye. Try. Right? I saw Julius Malema Wallen. Are you talking about how he supports Russia? Oh, we stand with the Russians because the Russians have always been there to push against fascism. I was like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? The Russians have always been for the people. The Russians don't fuck with the West. The Russians have always been defenders of democracy. What are you talking? Bruh, these people don't know politics. They don't. They became politicians because they have guns. They became politicians because niggas like me don't want to be politicians. Because I ain't trying to die for some bullshit ass flag. Because I love my wife. Because my life doesn't suck. Like these fucking cartel old heads. My life is actually dope. So no, I'm not going to become a politician. No. Because I love my life. Right? These niggas don't know politics. They don't. He supports Russia because... Russia has always been for the people? Huh? Wait, what? Russia has always fought oppression? Bruh, let's get one thing clear. Right? During World War II, which that's what I think Julius Malema is referring to. During World War II, Stalin was basically moving like Hitler in the Soviet Union. Stalin was oppressing his people. They had serfs. They had slaves in the Soviet Union. What are we talking about? During World War II, whilst Stalin and Russia, right, were out there helping the Americans... And um, the British, right, to fight Hitler. During World War II, when the fucking Soviet Union was out there helping out as a member of the fucking Allied forces, Stalin was oppressing his people. He was moving like Mussolini. There's no difference between Stalin, Mussolini, and Hitler. They are the same person. Right? The only difference is Stalin, Stalin made the right choice during World War II. Right? He made the right choice. And lest we forget why he joined the US and the UK to form an alliance and, you know, France to a lesser extent. Right? Lest we forget why the fucking Soviet Union joined the Allied forces. They joined because Hitler attacked the Soviet Union. 
right? After promising that he would never attack the Soviet Union, he attacked. Lest we forget. You niggas are dumb. Julius Malema doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. What the fuck? What the fuck are you talking about? Oh, Stalin. Oh, Stalin was a good leader. What? 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 The Russians have always, have always fought for, for democracy. Bruh, Russia is not a democracy today. What are you talking about, sir? You niggas are silly. Oh, the West. The West has never defended democracy. What are you talking about? Because during your another World War II, the United States was right there. Like, bro, you can't be saying, oh, yeah. During World War II, the Russians defended the Jews in Germany. Uh, yeah, America also did that. The British also did that. The French also did that. What you talking about? The West was right there. Assisting the Jews in Germany. Assisting Poland. What are you? Bro, yo fam, dude, what, what's going on? I'm lost in the sauce. Right? Bruv, you can't do anything without the dollar, right? And we all have to thank World War II because World War II changed everything, bruv. World War II changed music. World War II changed, like, bruh, hey, it, it changed how we consume media. World War II changed fashion. Food, everything, business, bruh. I'm a businessman with a business plan. I'm gonna make you money in business land. I'm a cool guy talking about GameStop. I'm definitely not a cop. Why'd you say you're not a cop? Because I'm not. I think that you're a cop. I also think that you're a cop. Now listen, boys, you better both stop or I'll have you arrested. I'm not a cop. I'm a businessman with a business tan. I spend my days in a big black unmarked van. If you want to talk turkey, I'm here to talk shop. I'm definitely not a cop. You're a motherfucking cop. I can tell from the way that you stand. And you said that you worked in an unmarked van. Well, listen, boys, a lot of I'm not a cop. I'm a businessman in a coffee shop with a loaded pistol and a bulletproof vest. I saw my wife get killed by the drug cartel. I'm not a cop. I'm a businessman today because of World War II. All fucking facts and obviously, you know. I am not a cop, okay? I'm a businessman, I'm a jester. I'm a funny guy, right? That's just me though! Me though, 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 right? It's all good, it's all good. It's a beautiful damn bro. That's just me though, right? I think everything is beautiful. That's just me though, right? Me though, 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 right? That's just, hey, that's just me though. But of course, I... I digress. Bruv, you can't circumvent the dollar. 
If you want to be a major player in international finance, you got to go through the dollar, bruv. You got to go through the dollar. Right? Economic independence doesn't exist. Oh, wait. wait. On second thought, it does exist. Right? It exists in, in Cuba, in North Korea, and now Russia. Bruv, study the quality of life in those countries. South Africa is already fucked as is. Now imagine if we started to pursue economic independence. White monopoly capital, brah. Hey, listen, listen, South Africa. The truth is, if we were to kick out all of these white companies, listen, hey, we would be Zimbabwe. We would be fucked for generations to come. Business doesn't care about your skin color. Business only cares about the color of your money. If your money ain't green, if them fucking faces aren't blue, mm -mm, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. The dollar runs everything. The dollar is, bruh, listen, the dollar is king. The dollar is God. These are all fucking facts, bruv. Do better. <laughs> you niggas are so fucking stupid, bruv. Like, yo, motherfuckers be out there talking all this big shit. Like, what What are y'all talking about? Oh, oh, Mandela was a sellout. He just wanted to be rich. Oh, Zuma. Zuma was the guy. Unemployment wasn't gonna be this high if Zuma was still president. Now, granted. Granted, when Jacob Zuma was still the president of South Africa, unemployment was at its lowest, right? However, that doesn't mean that Jacob Zuma was a good president. It just means, you know, the economy was good. South Africa was in a better place sans the fucking politics. Because the politics were bad. It just means that businesses were hiring. Right? Small businesses were doing well and that had nothing to do with the government because the government was in disarray. Like bruh, do you do you niggas understand how money works? So they're against guns, God, and oil. I'm in favor of guns, God, and oil. Let me teach you something. Economically, good things can happen under bad governance. Because an economy is an ecosystem. And sometimes an economy can have the right balance. And by the right balance, I mean it can have the right ingredients to spark growth. Right? And that growth, mind you, is popping off because of business activity, not political activity. So an economy can thrive without government influence. Right? It can thrive independently without being influenced by politics. 
We saw that recently in America when Donald Trump was the president. Did I lie? Did I lie? Did I fucking lie? The U.S. economy was thriving when Trump was still president. However, that growth had nothing to do with Donald Trump. Like, bruh, businesses were doing well. That's it. The economy was doing well, right? Companies were hiring. The demand for goods and services was high. Global trade was popping off, bruh. Everything was great, right? Economically speaking, however, politically speaking, America was in disarray. Donald Trump and his cabinet were all over the place. And by the way, the FBI raided his fucking crib last week. I mean, bro, it's a fucking shit show, MAGA. The economy can grow on its own without being influenced by politics. It happens. So South Africa, yeah, yeah. When Jacob Zuma was still the president, the unemployment rate was at its lowest, right? However, that has nothing to do with Jacob Zuma. It has everything to do with the business climate of the time. Bruv, South Africa's unemployment rate since 1994. In 1994, our unemployment rate sat at 29.89%. And in 2004, our unemployment rate was sitting at 29.45%. In 2014, when Jacob Zuma was still in power, our unemployment rate sat at 24.89%. And in 2021, the unemployment rate sat at 33.56%. And in 2022, the unemployment rate is at its highest, at 34.05%. And this has nothing to do with Cyril Ramaphosa. It has everything to do with the global economy at large. The whole world is not doing good. It has nothing to do with the president. Yeah, yeah. The president has a lot of scandals. He's a fuck up. He's a this, he's a that. We get it. Yes. All of that is right. However, this right here has nothing to do with the president. It has everything to do with the private sector. I want you to start. Let me show you something. Just start. If I'm in opposition, mm -hmm. just face this way. If yeah. I'm in opposition mm -hmm. and you are in office, mm -hmm. I hold your leg like that. Mm -hmm. Try to move. Yeah. Try to move. I Try. cannot move. Try. 
they try to do something they are not going anywhere yeah i will make sure i circumvent you and mm. sabotage you until you leave office wow and when you also come same thing i will also do the same to you so i don't wish you well you don't wish me well so the nation is bleeding oh how about load shedding maui load shedding also contributes to unemployment ah uh, not really right i'm pretty sure yeah here and there but not really this is all about the private sector because the private sector is the entity that hires people so if these companies if these fucking retail stores if these fucking malls and shopping centers if these fucking places aren't doing well then guess what niggas are going to be out of work right now i get it i get the fucking role of the government right they're here to ensure that everybody's safe they're also here to ensure that everybody's educated everybody's fed everybody has a job we get it but the reality is the private sector is just not hiring right that's number 1 number 2 niggers are not skilled for certain jobs in south africa right so there's a dearth of of skill right a dearth of expertise as well that we also have to look at in south africa right so the unemployment rate bravo a lot of things contribute to the unemployment rate right does the fucking government play a role here and there yeah sure they do but overall the government you know the government has nothing to do with the unemployment rate right now because you know our fucking lives are in their hands right they should make shit happen they should be telling these you know companies to to hire people they should be you know motivating these fucking companies to to teach people you know new skills and all that shit it, that's what the government should be doing and they should be making it easy for these fucking companies to operate right subsidize some of them you feel me like hey bro do something do something but overall the government has nothing to do with the unemployment rate that's all i'm saying right oh red tape maui red tape red tape how can we run our companies when there's so much red tape yeah sure but you know to a lesser extent you know what i mean yeah it does contribute here and there however overall small businesses small businesses are not hiring okay bro small businesses are the backbone of any economy legit that's just how it works so when i see you dumb fucks on social media going back and forth oh my god i blame i blame the nose right they call the president the nose because our president has a big nose i mean i mean <laughs> hey you niggas now call the president unko ranko i mean come on dude 
I blame Julius Malema for that shit. It's getting silly. Cut the shit. Right? Read something. Research something. Do better. The information is right fucking there. Oh, South Africa is now officially in the hands of international capital. Shut the fuck up, old white man. The whole world, the whole world is in the hands of international capital because all capital is international. The fuck? You niggas don't understand globalization. Like, like, what? It's like, such a simple concept. The world is connected. Globalization. The interconnectedness of finance. Globally. Finance, trade, and just business. Period. Right? And politics, of course. But business mainly. Because globalization is all about money. Globalization is rooted in money. And the world's currency is the dollar, whether you like it or not. That's it. It's easy. Right? And you niggas be out here bragging with your fucking degrees and diplomas. I'm educated. And what? And what? What the fuck are you, a lawyer? Well, you know, you niggas, bro, you niggas all do the same shit. Oh, oh I'm an IT specialist. Oh, I want to be a teacher. All of you niggas are teachers. All of you motherfuckers are teachers. You know? What the fuck are you teaching the kids? When you don't understand how the world works. When, not yourself, you are still trying to figure out the world. You are lost in the fucking... Yo, bruv, you lost in the source. It's silly. Right? It's silly. And while you niggas are here losing yourself in the source, bruv, hey. Hey. Everything is trying to kill us. Hey, bruv, hey, look around you. Everything is trying to kill us. Mama said, Mama said, everything is trying to kill us. This week on Everything is Trying to Kill Us, rainwater. (laughs) Yeah, bruv, rainwater almost everywhere on earth has unsafe levels of forever chemicals, according to new research. Per and polyfluoroalkyl substances, PFASs, are a large family of human-made chemicals that don't occur in nature. (laughs) We are fucked. They are known as forever chemicals because they don't break down in the environment. They have non-stick or stain-repellent properties, so they can be found in household items like food packaging, electronics, cosmetics, and cookware. I once talked about this, right? But now, but now, I'm updating you, motherfuckers, right? I once talked about PFASs, remember? I talked about them already, but now I'm giving you motherfuckers an update because... 
PFASs are now found in rainwater. Bruh. Hey. Hey. Researchers at the University of Stockholm have found them in rainwater in most locations on the planet, including Antarctica. There's no safe space to escape them. Rainwater everywhere is unsafe to drink. Bruh, safe guideline levels for some of these forever chemicals have dropped dramatically over the last two decades due to new insights into their toxicity. Somebody explain to me what the really fuck is going on inside this motherfucking world. Huh? Shit too much for me now. I can't take it no more. There has been an astounding decline in guideline values for PFAS in drinking water in the last 20 years. For one well-known substance, the cancer-causing perfluorooctanoic acid, PFOA, water guideline values have declined by 37.5 million times in the U.S. Based on the latest U.S. guidelines for PFOA in drinking water, rainwater everywhere would be judged unsafe to drink. Bruh, everything is trying to kill us. Although in the industrial world, we don't often drink rainwater. Many people around the world expect it to be safe to drink and it supplies many of our drinking water sources. Approved? What do you mean FDA approved? I don't sell medical products. The pink sauce is not a medical product. The pink sauce don't contribute to your health. I never said that. Did I? The health risks of being exposed to these substances have been researched widely. Scientists say that they could be linked to fertility problems, increased risk of cancer, and developmental delays in children. But others say that no cause and effect can be proven between these chemicals and poor health. Stop fucking around. Despite this, and as a result of this new research, some are calling for tighter restrictions on PFAS. It cannot be that some few benefit economically while polluting the drinking water for millions of others and causing serious health problems, says Dr. Jane Manke, managing director of the Food Packaging Foundation in Zurich, who wasn't involved in the study. There'll be more next week Because everything is trying to kill us
getting spooky. It's 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 getting spooky. Weird times. Global weirding. You know who else likes to troll? <laughs> Do you ever yeah. respond to haters at all? Yeah, you went in with AOC a little bit, right? You went after her. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't. You she, went at AOC. I mean, she started it. You know, you yeah, go she, did start it. she started it. <laughs> she did start it. What? What was that about? <laughs> she was like coming after me and like I don't know, saying some some bullshit. I don't know. What pissed her off? You know? Wait, what? What was that know. situation? Like, I don't know. I thought she was like I don't know attacking me or something. I don't know what it was, but. But then I was like, well, okay, why don't we have a poll and see who do you prefer? You know, like, oh, wait, I, I think my poll was like, you know, it's like, oh, she was like saying, oh, billionaires are evil and you're a billionaire and therefore you're evil or something like that, you know? And I was like, um, and I was like, well, you're a politician. <laughs> yeah, facts. <laughs> I take that. <laughs> you know, people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Um, and then, and, <laughs> and then I, and then I hold a poll like, okay, which one do you, uh, I don't know, uh, like more politicians or billionaires? And they're like, billionaires won by a lot, you know? So I was like, <laughs> okay, take that, AOC. Um, and, and, then, and then like some, some, someone who was like super pro AOC ran a direct poll of like, uh, you know, who do you like more, AOC or Elon Musk? Expecting like... AOC to win. Oh my god! <laughs> and she lost. You got it. Like, how ironic! Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, you know. Um, yeah. When in, did you in, in the meme arena? Uh, it's like the uh, meme MMA. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you walrus there on the polls. <laughs> kind yeah. of. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you you knew you were gonna win by like a large. <laughs> no, I mean I don't know for sure. It's like, no, you knew favorite billionaires. Know, she's popular. She got a lot of you know, she got a lot of fans. Um, <laughs> she so. does. She has a diehard following. She I does have a diehard following. Yeah. Salim, Salim doesn't know who she is, but I think you'd like her. I don't really know she's too your, much about her. No, 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 no not, not her politics. I think you'd think she's she's attractive. She's attractive. I yeah. Seen oh, you know who she is. Okay. Yeah. She's all right. She's all right. Yeah, great choice of lipstick, I think. <laughs> <laughs> great taste in lipstick, because I mean, that's my application. That's genuine compliments. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Great choice of lipstick. <laughs> Bro. Oh and it's finished. short fuse really for much of the game oh. and uh, Conte has certainly been uh, red carded that will have an implication down the line touchline bans and all that and of course he knows players like Aspilicueta 
red card for Thomas Tuchel as well. Though he's still out there. That will go on his record. Well, you can't say it hasn't been brewing. It was a match played in the first half as if there was only one team in it. In the second half, they couldn't engage more physicality and in terms of football as well. As Chelsea will feel they've lost a couple of points. And Spurs, I think it's only the 14th Premier League point out of 93 on offer here in the Premier League. And winning here in the last two campaigns has been difficult for Chelsea as well. And they've let it slip, Jamie Carragher. Yes, and 30-year anniversary tomorrow, Martin. Mm. You wouldn't change it one bit. What Not a league we've got. And bit. that just sums up the Premier League on and off the pitch. Absolutely fantastic. Can't take your eyes off it for a minute. Well, 30 years ago, this weekend, they were both in the Premier League. They've both been ever present in the Premier League. They drew their opening game. Not in the same circumstances that they've drawn the opening home game, the anniversary game, if you like. Goodness me, goodness me. Everything we hoped it would be, yes, there'll be those of you saying, well, it got out of hand. But oh, it was there's okay. always been a bit of close. There's a needle in this game. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to see managers getting sent off, but scenes like that at different times had specials for a feisty fixture. Got a brilliant start to the Premier League. We really have these first two weeks have been absolutely fantastic. Well, two of the top four fitted together in the second round of matches. New faces on both sides in the end, but maybe the same old rivalry. But a bit more than that for Tottenham. They've avoided defeat at Stamford Bridge, and that takes a bit of doing. They've certainly got a point the hard way, the dramatic way, the rough and tumble way, if you like. But they have that point. Here amidst all the drama, the debuts, and everything that's gone before, Chelsea 2, Tottenham Hotspur 2. 30 years of Premier League football, and that is why we love it. Chaotic, bad tempered, brilliant. Graham Sooner, does what that stir the soul? Yeah, what an advert for our league. Absolutely fantastic. I think what I have to say is the referees are, have been given um, an order of direction this time to let a bit more go in the game. And I think it makes for such a better watch. OK, it led to these two managers getting excited with each other. But I'm sorry, it's the entertainment business. Everybody who's watching that has got an interest in football would have enjoyed that game of football. Chelsea were by, by far the better team and go away angry with themselves, having only got a point. Spurs have got out of jail. <coughs> that was great entertainment. And what a footballing contest, Karen Carney. We thought it was Spurs get way back in it, Chelsea find a way to get ahead again, but then Spurs having the final say. Absolutely. To be fair, you never thought... Except when Richarlison came on, I thought that's when it changed for Spurs. They brought a bit of spice. But the first half, they were too timid and Chelsea dominated. Richarlison came on, it was a game-changer. And then the whole the anti of the atmosphere, and you never ruled Spurs out with those set-pieces, the delivery in those last minutes. Kane missed his chance, wasn't really involved, bang, he steps up when you want him to, but... What a spectacle for the Premier League. Some really good performance in blue for Chelsea today. Will they feel that's one that got away, though, Most Graham? definitely. They were the best team. I mean, to be fair, I did ask what the stat was about five minutes before Harry got the equaliser. I think they had three shots on target, scored with two of them. When you have that much of the ball, you know, they looked a really good team today, Chelsea, without having that real cutting edge. I think we touched on it before. For me, for them to get back in and have a chance to win in this league and, and in the Champions League, 
I think they still have to get a goal getter for me because a lot of the football was excellent today. Kenya is getting ready for one of its most contested presidential elections in recent years. The country's deputy president, who fell out with the current leader Uhuru Kenyatta, is going up against a long-standing politician, Raila Odinga. Kenyans are going through a difficult time at the moment, cost of living crisis. They also want corruption to be tackled. The BBC's senior Africa correspondent Anne Soy reports from Nairobi. flaunting financial might on Kenya's campaign trail. Here, politicians pull out all stops to gather and show off the largest crowds. Hardly any questions are asked about its cost and how come politicians pull huge crowds every day of the week for months, if not longer. Bottom, bottom, bottom. That politicians pay people to attend the rallies is a foregone conclusion. But they all promise to fight corruption should they get elected. Nobody is indispensable in this war against corruption. When you were in government, your office, the office of the Prime Minister, was investigated uh, over some corruption scandals. The, the name of the office of the Prime Minister was mentioned that it was under investigations. But there's no evidence that anybody in the office of the Prime Minister uh, did any, any wrong. <laughs> He is running on a platform of fighting corruption and has promised to give $50 a month stipends to poor families. His main opponent, Deputy President William Ruto, is also promising to deal with corruption. He has promised bottom-up economics and uses the slogan, Hustler, that seems to have struck a chord with the smallest of traders. You know, politics in Kenya has been around people who have brands. Either your father was this or your father was that. Um, I can tell you, my father was not even a headman in our village. Questions have been asked about his meteoric rise in politics and personal wealth. But he says his story should inspire young people, hustlers. The current administration has invested massively in infrastructure, like this expressway, some of the largest projects since independence, and it's borrowed heavily to finance them. We're literally caving under the, the, the high level of public debt in the country, but we know that what has also made, us, uh, made the public debt levels rise is corruption. If we continue to have those corrupt uh, people, or people with questionable uh, integrity, ethics, and characters in office, it means we'll always struggle with the, you know, with, in terms of ring-facing our resources, you know, from, from pilferage. This election has the same old faces in new political outfits. But whoever wins, voters do not expect much will change. And with such opulence on the campaign trail, it's hard to see how Kenya's next leader can control corruption or even attempt to end it. And Soy, BBC News, Nairobi. Ot, Daya, 2-0, oh, bollocks! You're having a laugh! You're having a laugh! It's 2-0 to Brighton! What a shambles of a shithouse! What a stupid, stupid start to the season! I cannot believe it! It's 2-0 to Brighton! Manchester United. And oh. uh, who's, who's your favourite player? None of them. They're all rubbish. First tonight, Rebecca Vardy says she's devastated after losing her libel case against Colleen Rooney, but will not be appealing. 
Rooney says she did everything she could to avoid a court case, but that she's been proved right. In a damning High Court judgment, Vardy was described as an untrustworthy witness who is likely to have destroyed potentially crucial evidence on purpose. Neither Vardy nor Rooney was at the High Court to hear the outcome. The judge found that Vardy probably worked with her agent, Caroline Watt, to leak stories from Rooney's private Instagram account to The Sun. And she did not accept that it was believable that Watt accidentally dropped her mobile phone in the North Sea shortly after a legal request was made to search it for WhatsApp messages. I think it's a bit of a surprise, this decision, actually. A surprise amongst the journalists here and legal experts that Colleen Rooney won. She won because, in the judge's mind, she was the one telling the truth, that Rebecca Vardy uh, was behind, or at least party to, those leaks about Rooney's private life to the Sun newspaper. Because that's what it all boiled down to, this two-week-long headline-grabbing trial here in May. Um, who was telling the truth? Which one, Rebecca Vardy or Colleen Rooney? Um, and in the judge's... Uh, assessment of uh, Rebecca Vardy and her evidence. She was pretty damning, I have to say. She called her inconsistent, evasive, the evidence implausible, in, co in conflict with some of the documentary evidence that was being seen by the court. And she also said um, that it had to be treated with very considerable caution. That is a polite judicial way of saying, I don't believe you. So in trying to protect her reputation, Rebecca Vardy has actually arguably done a lot more damage to it because now she faces you know, potentially quite a tricky job um, getting, uh, pursuing her career as a TV personality. Her, her future earnings may well be damaged as a result of this case because she's essentially been branded a liar by the judge. This all went back to a social media post in October 2019 by Colleen Rooney in which she publicly accused Vardy, fellow footballer's wife, of uh, leaking false stories about her to the Sun newspaper. She embarked on some detective work, this now famous sting operation, hence the name Wagatha Christie, in which she planted fake stories about herself on her Instagram account, made them only visible to Rebecca Vardy's account, and then when they appeared in the Sun, uh, she, she outed Vardy or Vardy's account as the one who was behind it. Now, um, the general wisdom was before the verdict that it might be quite tough for, for Bruni to win this because even though she can prove it was Vardy's account that was behind the leaks, it might be a bit of a stretch to prove it was Vardy, but it seems not. And now Vardy, as well as taking the hit to her reputation, now faces a hefty bill because she has to pay her own legal fees, which experts here estimate amount to £1.5 million but also the majority of Rooney's, which are also around £1.5 million. It was three years ago that Rooney publicly identified the source of the leaks with the now infamous words, it was Rebecca Vardy's account. And today, she said that she's been proved right. Her statement read, it was not a case I ever sought or wanted. I never believed it should have gone to court at such expense in times of hardship for so many people when the money could have been far better spent helping others. Both before and after my social media posts in October 2019, I made every effort to avoid the need for such a drawn-out and public court case. All my attempts to do so were knocked back by Mrs Vardy. These leaks from my private Instagram account began in 2017. They continued for almost two years, intruding on my privacy and that of my family. Although I bear Mrs Vardy no ill will, today's judgment makes clear that I was right in what I said in my posts of October 2019. Colleen Rooney has won. 
she's established that what she said in her Instagram post is true. That is a win on any measure. Most people sided with Colleen Rooney. So even before she won this trial, I think she, she got the public on her side. It's a catastrophic defeat for Rekhavadi because not only is there the you've been found to be a liar label around her neck, but her ability then to go and appear on television and do endorsements, all that kind of thing, I suspect has been massively impaired. So on top of the legal fees, she's probably going to suffer an income drop as well. So it's, it's a real disaster. As for Vardy, she says the judge got it wrong and that she can't accept the decision. And she's appealed for an end to the online abuse directed at her and her family. She released this statement. I'm extremely sad and disappointed at the decision that the judge has reached. It is not the result that I had expected, nor believe was just. I brought this action to vindicate my reputation and am devastated by the judge's finding. The judge accepted that publication of Colleen's post was not in the public interest, and she also rejected her claim that I was the secret wag. But as for the rest of the judgment, she got it wrong, and this is something I cannot accept. As I explained in my evidence, I, my family, and even my unborn baby were subjected to disgusting messages and vile abuse following Colleen's post, and these have continued even during the course of the trial. Please can the people who've been abusing me and my family now stop? The case is over. Extraordinary situation. She's brought an action to try and vindicate her reputation and very arguably the reverse has happened. The judge was pretty um, condemning in her judgment about the reliability of some of the evidence that she heard. Uh, there were problems with missing documents um, and general uh, difficulties of credibility throughout. Uh, in contrast to that was the evidence of Colleen Rooney, which the judge found to be pretty straightforward and, and believable. There's a quite interesting part in the judgment where the judge talks about, she thinks, she thought there was some degree of self-deception uh, in Rebecca Vardy's mind, just the extent to which she really was involved uh, in leaking these stories to the press and how equally she felt that it was all being made too much of and that Rebecca, uh, Colleen Rooney rather, was overreacting in, in, bring, in, in what she'd done by producing the, uh, the original post. Of course, there must be a strong reaction. Ukrainian diplomats and representatives of partner states will do everything to make sure that new sanctions against Russia will necessarily block the Russian nuclear industry. And absolutely all officials of the terrorist state, as well as those who helped them in this blackmail operation with the nuclear power plant, must answer in an international court. This is bound to happen. And every Russian military officer who either shoots at the plant or shoots under the cover of the plant must understand that he becomes a special target for our intelligence, for our special services, for our army. Brutal fighting is continuing in Donbass. The hottest points of the front in this direction remain unchanged. Russia deployed a colossal amount of its military resources there. Artillery, equipment, people... All our male and female defenders there are simply heroes. In the Kharkiv region, the Ukrainian defense is strong, and the attempts of the occupiers to attack are constantly failing. Fighting in the south of the country brings good news about the destruction of Russian army forces and their means. No day is wasted. We are reducing the occupiers' potential. Mm -hmm.
In recent years, many of us have delved into our family histories, learning more about those who came before us. But few stories are as compelling as that of Yeshikasa and her great-grandfather. His country knew him as royalty, thought to be a descendant of King Solomon. His worshipers, including reggae legend Bob Marley, knew him as a messiah. And the world knew him as Hala Selassie, ruler of Ethiopia, the last in a 3,000-year-old dynasty. The new documentary, Grandpa Was an Emperor, is all about her journey of discovery and coming to terms with both a privileged and very painful past. I was thrilled to be a New Yorker. I'm a New Yorker. <laughs> but your heart? My heart, heart? I'm an Ethiopian. For 40 years, Yeshikasa has lived in relative obscurity as a banker in the Big Apple, exiled from her homeland and her birthright. Some people want to call me princess, but I'm really not one. But your grandpa? My grandfather was an emperor, yes. Grandpa was an emperor is the little-known story behind the overthrow of Emperor Haile Selassie, a monarchy which claimed ancestral ties to King Solomon and the Queen of Sheba. So what, what do I remember about him? He was very strict, very austere, very quiet. You weren't allowed to just talk and act in any kind of childlike way. You had to be very grown up. From 1930 to 1974, Selassie federalized a once feudal nation, abolishing slavery, resisting Italy's fascist occupation. Emperor Haile Selassie rides in majesty through London. And raising Ethiopia's political standing around the world. The White House rolls out the red carpet for Emperor Haile Selassie. He also presided over the continent's first African Union. But poverty and a crippling famine began to undermine his rule, as well as his annexation of neighboring Eritrea. This is the last picture taken before our lives went straight to hell. This film answers a lifetime of questions. This was the hardest one ever because of all these stories. Filmmaker Constance Marks, director of Sundance Award winner Being Elmo, befriended Casa while the two volunteered at a homeless shelter. She told me her family's story. And she said, we're thinking about either writing a book or making a film. And I said, do you know what I do? And she said, no. And I said, I'm a documentary filmmaker. Casa's story begins in 1973, when at 11, she and her sister were sent abroad to boarding school. I was a badly behaved child, so... You admit I, that freely. I do freely admit that. Um, so they had promised us, you know, when you go, you'll be, you'll be back in less than a year, you'll be able to come home. But in September 1974, a Marxist-Leninist junta called the Dur seized the nation. My father called and he said, don't come back to Ethiopia, go to Switzerland. <laughs> When the revolution first started, you know, they kept saying it's going to be a bloodless revolution. They promised, you know, land for the farmers and economic reforms and political reforms and social reforms. Instead, it became a bloodbath, first with the execution of 60 men, 
then with the Red Terror, which claimed hundreds of thousands of lives, including that of her father. And on August 27, 1975, Haile Selassie himself. Later on, we discovered that he was murdered. Yeah, he was murdered. I mean, he used to be an emperor, you know? What do you think the perception of your great-grandfather was versus the reality? I think there was a perception that he was all-powerful. And I think that's where people make a mistake about Grandpa. You know, he um, abolished slavery. He um, federalized the system. And he had massive opposition in doing that from these incredibly powerful um, aristocratic families that had as much power as him. But it's the survivors that the film seeks to hail. My mom had resisted making any kind of film or talking about what had happened. I was upset that people did not know what they'd done to my family and to the women, the imperial women. Eleven women in her family were held captive for 15 years. Was it worth it being born who we are? Absolutely not. Not for me. <gasps> I sort of fell in love with the fervor by which Yeshi was telling her story. I call her Auntie Yeshi. Tony Award-winning actress Cynthia Arrivo is executive producer. Auntie Yeshi was just telling this really vulnerable story, no holds barred. We don't get to do that very often, and I just... So this it's a huge, huge life that was lived and is still being lived, and I, I just felt immediately like people had to see it. I don't want to spoil it. Right, but right. I don't want to spoil it, but there are moments there. The Bob Marley moment. He was a good person, and he took care of me. The pioneering reggae superstar followed the Rastafarian movement, which regarded Selassie as a modern-day messiah. Marley helped rescue Casa's younger sisters. Bob was the first person to say to me, like, do you actually know who your grandfather is, what he means to people, what he means to the West? What was he to you? He was somebody that I loved very much. Casa hopes telling this story will set the record straight, the good and the bad on all sides. Mommy, do you think this is important to do? Yeah, at least they'll have something. Uh, to remember, because we it's very easily forgotten. I'm not reasonable about my family. I don't like hearing bad things about them. And it was always this conversation where people were very pro the royal family or very against it. And it was hard to get to know the middle. And so this film, I think it gave me real perspective. So what do you think people will say when they see this? You know, I think this film is about women. You know, um, the ladies in London who helped the princesses who were in prison, the, the people who helped rescue my siblings. Like, this film is about women. So I hope that that's what people see. And this film, which isn't, it's, it's still, they're still searching for a, a distribution deal. There's so many layers to it. I wow. mean, one of the layers, she goes back to a bookstore in Addis Ababa, and she can't find any information about her great-grandfather. So it's, it's as if the government sought to erase his whole memory. Um, I have to give a shout out. I know you you said, how did you get this yeah, story, Michelle? Fascinating. Um, Bill Whitaker, I have to give one shout out to Bill who saw a screening of it. Um, and uh, Dr. LePook's sister, Corinne LePook, 
full disclosure, she is a producer on this film. They gotta get distribution. I wanna see it, it now. It's an it's incredible film. Yeah, there's still so many layers that we didn't even hit. It right. was interesting so. when her sister said, right, like, if you could go back, would you want this life? And she's like, absolutely not Yeah. right now. Interesting. Michelle, thank you very much. Finally, Domino's Pizza is to close down all its stores in Italy. The U.S. brand opened its first store in Milan seven years ago. It expanded around the country despite being shunned by traditionalists opposed to North American innovations such as putting pineapple on pizzas. Domino's says the coronavirus pandemic led to local pizza restaurants encroaching on their home delivery market. Well, earlier I spoke to Serena Sarnataro, uh, the owner of Vicali di Napoli Pizzeria in North London. She's an expert in making traditional Napolitano uh, pizza and is originally from Naples. I asked her what she makes of Domino's pizza. I think, you know, there's a very different kind of concept of pizzas that we have in Italy compared to America. Um, I'm not surprised that, unfortunately, uh, Domino did not take off in Italy because our idea is very, very simple. It's flour, yeast, and water. Uh, it's freshly made every day. It's ingredients that we source directly uh, from producers nearby. So it's not so much as an industry, you know, it's more of an artisan um, thing. When I first opened here in London, for example, we were only making two pizzas and people were shocked. Uh, so I'm, I'm a bit not surprised in a way that this is happening. I, I mean, I mean, when you think about uh, Italian pizzas, wherever they are uh, around the world, and, 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 you know, you talk about your, your uh, pizza shop uh, restaurant here in London, it's about quality, isn't it? That's what Italians are, are focused on in Italy. It's, it's the simplicity of it, but exactly. the quality is quite high. That's it. It's simple. It's simple. You know, that's what it says. It's, it's nothing major. There's no chicken, there's no pineapple, no complicated ingredients because what comes from the ground is so good that you don't need to mess up. That's what I always say to my customers who ask for chicken or spices or all sorts of things. I mean, it's been difficult for us as well uh, to start with because people were thinking, well, it's just a margarita, it's just tomato and mozzarella and that's it. And then they try it and think, actually, you don't need anything else. And most of them don't even use chili oil anymore. So that's quite... Uh, oh, what do you think What do you think Domino's was thinking when they when they entered the Italian market? I was very surprised, to be honest. Uh, the same as Starbucks, in a way, you know? I mean, Italy is very... And I talk about it, and my family is the same. That we're all very traditional, and food for us is such an important thing. The takeaway, Uber, delivery, they just started now to sort of pick up. And Domino's mainly be based on um, delivery, all of this time uh, and it's got an amazing structure they're an amazing company but the thing is we're not so much uh delivery country we like to go out we like to socialize we like to hang out with our friends so that's another thing as well i think people like to have a place to go to any good food fresh food so i think that's another reason why uh maybe it didn't work so much because they're so focused on delivery that and i always ask my mother i said mother how come is everything white i said why is jesus white with blonde and blue eyes why is the Lord's Supper all white men? Angels are white, Pope and um, Mary and every, even the angels. I said, Mother, when we die, do we go to heaven? She said, naturally, we go to heaven. I said, well, what happened to all the black angels when they took the pictures? <laughs> she, <laughs> I, said, I said, oh, I know. If the white folks was in heaven too, 
than the black angels were in the kitchen preparing the milk and honey. <laughs> she said, listen, you quit saying that, boy. I was always curious, and I always wondered why I had to die to go to heaven. Why I couldn't have pretty cars and good money and nice homes now. Why do I have to wait till I die to get milk and honey? And I said, mama, I don't want no milk and honey. I like steaks and, and I said, milk and honey is a laxative anyway. Did they, of, did they have a lot of bathrooms in heaven? So anyway, I was always curious. I always wondered why. You know, Tarzan is the king of the jungle in Africa. He was white. And, uh, uh, white man. I saw this white man swinging around Africa with a diaper on, hollering, oh! Do you all see Tarzan over here? Did you right, see Tarzan? Yeah. And all the Africans, so he's beating them up and breaking the lion's jaw. And here's Tarzan talking to the animals. And the Africans been there for centuries, and he had, can't talk to the animals. Only Tarzan <laughs> can talk to the animals. I always wonder why. And Miss America was always white. All the beautiful brown women in America, beautiful suntans, beauty shapes, all type complexions, but she always was white. And Miss World was always white. And Miss Universe was always white. And then they got some stuff called White House Cigars. White swan soap, king white soap, white cloud tissue paper, <clears throat> white rain hair rinse, white tornado flow wax. Everything was white. And the angel food cake was the white cake, and the devil food cake was the chocolate cake. <laughs> I said, Mama, why is everything white? I always wondered, you know, and, and the president lived in the White House. <laughs> and Mary had a little lamb, his feet is white as snow, and snow white. And everything was white. Santa Claus was white. And everything bad was black. The little ugly duckling was the black duck. And the black cat was the bad luck. And if I threaten you, I'm going to blackmail you. <laughs> I said, Mama, why don't they call it white mail? They lied too. <laughs> I, will, I was always curious. And then and <laughs> this is when I knew something was wrong. <laughs> You ready? Yeah. You're brave. You're brave for what you say and the fact that you stand up there and say it, and I appreciate it. I think we all appreciate it, actually, because there's not a lot of people that have the balls to do it. But I want to ask you something a little bit out of the ordinary. So, prepare yourself. <laughs> At this point, we're living under a corporate and medical fascism. This is tyranny. When do we get to use the guns? No, and I'm, and, I, and I'm not, that's not a joke. I'm not saying it like that. I mean, literally, where's the line? How many elections are they going to steal before we kill these people? So, well, no, I, 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 no, hold on. I, I'm, no, stop. Maui, my beloved baby daddy, please shoot all these fools. Our cyborg kids want to update their software. Beep, 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 bop. I'm a robot, baby. Allah sent me here to destroy humanity. I love you. Allahu Akbar, bitches.